I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going. Stay not safe. Before you cross me, look both ways. Leaving the scene with no trace. Not in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going. State to state. What's going on, guys? It's your host, your boy, George Bakai. And as you can see, I'm not alone. No. I am now officially the fourth member. No, I'm joking. Um, please help me welcome one of the best, brightest, hungriest young factions here in Ontario Indies. And I'm represented by all three gentlemen here. Let me introduce first, depending on where you're watching, to my left, you got the TDK, the takedown king, Jackson Roy. You've got the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. No, Mikey Truth. And you've got the clout. King himself, Sway Archer, who if you go back through the archives, you can hear an episode where I put him on the spot and asked him about the whole Nia Jax controversy, which he's still a little bit bitter about, but it was fun, and it's great to have him back. Please welcome Dynasty. Hey, thanks for having us. We start <laughs> off, we, we start off, and you immediately called me bitter. I'm not bitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, let's 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 backtrack here. Let's give some let's give some substance to the statement that was made. Uh, I met a young Sway Archer uh, when he was like three inches shorter than he is now. What are you like? Close to seven feet now? For fuck's sakes, I'm six foot four. Besides me, seven foot. Well, yeah, but every uh, dude, I look like I'm six foot four standing next to you, Mike. You're like what three nine? <laughs> you're listen, 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 I'm a giant, the biggest giant in the game. <laughs> Go ahead, Sway. What were you going to say? What were you going to say? So, one, I'm not bitter about that. Okay. I was I was taken aback by the question. Two, it's Culture King, not Cloud King. But that, I like Cloud King better. Yeah, but it's not your decision. And three, when it comes to the previous episode, I don't fucking remember it. What was it, two years ago? Three years ago? It was, it was pre-pandemic. No, it was it was way pre-pandemic. It was we were one year in. This was almost four years ago now, because I'm going on my sixth year. So we we're about yeah, one my, and a half. My memory, years. my memory goes by what is like in my current projects list and maybe like 20 minutes. So well, whatever. You still remember how amazing the conversation was because we both had a good time. And you were actually here in the studios, which looks way more different than it did before. Remember I had that big nasty brown fucking chair and it was all I do remember that chair. Yeah, that chair was horrible. That chair had been around. Fuck, that chair was older than me. May fuck, may that chair rest in peace. May that chair rest in peace for sure. All right. So let's talk about Dynasty. Let's talk about how this faction, which I said a lot of people, if you're an Ontario Indy fan, you've seen them at shows, you know what they're about, and they're only going to get bigger. They're only going to get bigger. They're going to get more eyes on them, and they're going to slowly start to take over, which is inevitable in most factions. But how did Dynasty come to be? Who was the brainchild of putting it all together and i mean there's a lot of egos in the group but not bad i don't mean egos in a bad way i mean there's a lot of high strong tough personalities how do the three of you coexist and keep the personalities at a level playing field who wants to field the question first let's go to uh, tdk let's go to the takedown king tell me yeah, tell me how things happen run it um okay well let me start uh so dynasty hap uh started about a year ago like around november of last year um, me, Mikey, and Sway were already having these conversations of just us potentially starting some type of group. We didn't know exactly what the name was going to be, but like we all, we always wanted to do something. Um, I would say uh, the brainchild behind this is Mikey Truth. Um, he did have this idea of him going back to him playing like these call wrestling games he always wanted to do a uh a faction so he had dynasty in mind um and i do remember at one of the the destiny shows he came up to me and he says he told me like i want to start this in like the next month so what do you think about you being the first member and us debuting says so i said like absolutely <laughs> i was like absolutely this is like my first big thing that could happen for me in wrestling so i was like hey i'm all aboard and then I, we also wanted sway in the group because sway is a veteran here uh at battle arts like he has so much knowledge and he's he knows so much about like 
you know, advancing and doing better in the ring and everything. So we wanted him also in the group. But um, yeah, like we all just have this unity. Um, like we all come from Caribbean backgrounds. And like, I feel like that also connects us. But I would say, yeah, Mikey, like I, I would say Mikey knows more about how this thing started because he's the brainchild of it so i'd actually bring it to mikey he can answer more about it all right well ladies and gentlemen things are about to get loud <laughs> we've been uncomfortable and uh that's just a reality of the situation that you'll have to take viewer discretion is advised it's also discouraged completely so enjoy the next i don't know how long before i have to cut him off but we'll give him three minutes to go wild go ahead mikey the floor is yours. yeah yeah check check all right Mr. George, one love. Hey, shout out. Thanks for Street Talk. Always, always supporting since day one. I'll never forget that. That's been since day one, always been a support, supporting and just pushing us. So um, everything started off. I mean, I've been in and out of battle arts for the past couple of years. Um, before even taking wrestling serious, just exercising. And that's kind of how I ran into Sway as well uh, a couple of years prior. And then once the lockdown happened, 2019, and everything was shut down, I was like, okay. This is time to take things serious and like change gears here. So open a bound of opportunities. And that's what uh, pro wrestling ended up coming to be. So um, getting back into training, that's why I linked up again with, with Sway. Uh, Sway was very vital in helping bringing the whole Mikey Truth look together from my ring gear, Sway Archer's apparel and all. So he's bringing the image all together. So I always wanted to work with Sway in some sort of form or fashion, whether it's him helping out with the gear work or just training with him because he was always the first one I'd, I'd head to to just train and, like, you know, work catch with. Um, 2019, the new the new regime with uh, Battle Arts, uh, the new collaboration that, that was building there, that's where I met Jackson. Jackson came in. And then from there, his amateur wrestling background, I have a little bit of an amateur wrestling background. That kind of like brought us even closer together. We were rolling and kind of impressing like Anthony, you know what I mean? So like he, he really showed that like we we're hungry and showing the fire within us. And then um, with Nick, Asylum, Stone Rockwell, he was pitching the idea to me as I was gearing towards getting more shows and more independent uh, bookings and dates. He was like, what do you think about being a manager or enlightening the idea of a manager being a voice or a mouthpiece for a group or leading a group? I was like, that was always an idea I always had in mind. And I always wanted to open up different avenues within this game. So I was not going to second guess that. And I jumped for it. You know what I mean? He asked me, just come up with a bunch of names. Who do you think would fit? And we'll go from there. I gave him a list of like 10 different names, uh, sent it over to him through text. He liked Dynasty the most. I liked Dynasty the most. We felt it like it, branding, marketing, it just, it worked, right? So then it was just who would fit. I was already building that chemistry and I felt like chemistry is the biggest, biggest thing with every faction, having a chemistry and people that you gel with. Jackson was one, Sway was the other. I originally was thinking Sway because I always wanted to work with Sway in some sort of capacity. So Sway and Jackson were the first two people I thought about and it just, by the universe, everything just worked together. And here we are today, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's good, it's good. Well, the man whose name I know is right, but I said it wrong just to pitch him off. Oh, <clears throat> the cultured one. Could you enlighten us on this as well in your experience in joining Dynasty and linking up with both Jackson and Mikey? Uh, yeah, I, su I suppose I could. Um, this is in, actually interesting. <laughs> in, in, regards to, in regards to talking about the group, I had heard murmurings and ideas about like, we should do a group. And I ever being around wrestling for long enough, like I haven't been actively training for a long time because I took breaks for college and I took breaks for like personal stuff, but it, it, being around for long enough, the idea of a group gets floated like once a season. Um, so everybody talks about it. So I, I couldn't keep it, but I never really took it seriously. Um, but the idea was flooded. I was like, yeah, like I liked the both of them. I always thought that, um, Jackson's style was one that I liked him working because there was a lot of legitimacy missing from people who had that style, from people who wrestled that style. You I had people where they're like, I'm, 
I'm a jujitsu guy and I wrestle jujitsu. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, do you train jujitsu? And they're like, oh, like when I was a kid, it's like, oh, okay. So that you're not, that's not you. But like Jackson being a legitimately good uh, Greco-Roman and freestyle wrestler, I was like, okay, this is perfect. Mikey, I remember the first time I saw Mikey. Um, so do I. It's my dreams. I, 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 I think, I legitimately think it was at a practice with Anthony. And Anthony, a few times, had to tell him to slow down. And I can see that. I was like, yeah, sure. But Jesus Christ, he is so fast. And he was so agile. And then seeing him work, uh, I think the first show I saw him work was the summer show that we did at Ballard's, the outdoor show. And then after that, I was like, he has like one beam of light usually incredibly positive, which I like. I like being around him mainly for that reason. Um, because even when I feel like shit, he's always smiling. He's always happy. There's something up, right? Uh, but two, his abilities, I was like, he has a lot of potential. So I was always open to the idea for the two of them. And I came in to a show one day that I wasn't even really planning on doing anything. I was planning on helping. Like helping out because if a show's going on at Battle Arts, Battle Arts, I know the building better than probably anybody who currently is there on a weekly basis. Um, because like my first show at Battle Arts was in 2014. Mm-hmm. And I've been going there relatively consistently throughout. Like you mentioned Destiny. I've set up the overwhelming, like, not the majority at this point, because when I was in college, I didn't really do much, but when I wasn't in college, I think I only missed like one or two Destiny shows in terms of setting them up. So I went to help out and set up that show. And I, Nick actually came up to me and Nick said, so that group with you, Mikey and Jackson. And I said, what? <laughs> and I was like, you guys talked about a group. And I'm like, yeah, I, are we doing it? Like that's, that's going to be a thing. So I went over and talked to them and we put it together and that's, that's all through Mikey. Mikey ran the whole behind the scenes thing on that. Mikey still runs most of the behind the scenes stuff in terms of the marketing, in terms of the merch, in terms of certain bookings that we've gotten as, as a trio or him and him and Jackson just facilitating those. So it really is Mikey's brainchild. Um, and I am happy to be a part of it because it involves people that I actually believe in as opposed to just like haphazardly being tossed into a group. And it's like, Oh, okay. Like that kind of like, no, like I like Mikey and Jackson. So it's a fun time. Absolutely. No, it sounds great. It sounds great. And look at that. I, I honestly, I learned something today. I didn't know that it was all Mikey's brainchild. I thought it was, you know, an eclectic uh, collaboration, which it sounds like it is in a lot of ways. Ideas are bounced, but Mikey's, you know, top tier. And that's great too, because a lot of times when you're the smallest guy, you want to be put on a pedestal. So, yeah, sure, if anything, yeah, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he he built his own pedestal. Yeah, no, he absolutely did. Actually, the first time I ever I ever really got to call a Mikey Truth match was um during uh well it was HWE Christmas special. It was a cruiserweight yeah. classic, cruiserweight yeah. tournament, if you will. And uh, I was able to kind of give my predictions. And uh, you know, I I think I said a lot of things. And I remember after it dropped, I didn't even know when it dropped. I was so busy with Christmas and shit. When you got kids, like you don't sleep. So you sleep when you're dead. That's just the truth of the matter. And he messaged me on Instagram and he goes, yo, bless up for the uh, kind words. And I was like, cool. I don't remember what I said, but I'm glad you liked it. I just kind of, <laughs> went, I kind of went with what I said. And it wasn't, it wasn't like to be an asshole. It's just, you do so many things. You just crunk out so much content that a lot of time you forget what you did. But I went back and I watched it and I was like, damn, I was on point. I had everything on point. That was one take. That was one take king. They may call you the takedown king, but I'm the one take king. Okay. Even if I stutter. <laughs> I stutter for a reason. There's a reason to why things happen. All right. Let's, uh, you know, I said we're going to play a couple games. We're going to play one game at the end, but I want to play another game now. This game is called Name That Faction. So I'm going to start throwing out names of people that have been in factions. And when you think you know it, just, you know, raise your hand and I'll I'll select it. So this one's going to be really easy. I'm going to name like two names right off the hop. And if you don't get it, I'm probably going to end the interview. So cautiously, gentlemen, no pressure, but pressure. Okay. (laughs) Uh, so again, I'm going to be naming Wait. members of factions. So uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Sean Walkman, DX, 
Hey, yeah. I was gonna say, am I supposed to name more? Or are we supposed to? That's what I was saying. I was like, no, I was like, I was like, kind of had his hand up, and then he put his hand down like he was thinking I was gonna change it. No, this isn't right. school. <laughs> like, Billy Gunn. Is that like round one? Is that like on easy mode? Like that was uh, yes. Okay, it was a try. Okay, you know what? Smart round one. All right, now all right. You know now now we're gonna kick it fucking up a notch. I'm gonna start kicking out old school factions. Okay, oh, really old shoot. school, like older than. I don't, Mikey, you're like sixty, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm a 90s baby. Who oh, respect not, my okay. All right, he's a 90s baby. All right. So this again, this will be a relatively another easy one, but it's a it's a sub faction within a faction. Okay. So if we can, if that makes sense. So it's a it's a it it branched away from the main faction into a faction that only had five members. But tread lightly because this could get confusing. Sting, Lex Luger, Conan. And the dual fact. Thank you. Wolfpack and the red and white. You you said it was a sub faction, and I wanted to let you get a name out, but as soon as you said sub faction, I was like Wolfpack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm and I'm a Sting. I'm a hardcore Sting mark, like ridiculous. So that's why he's right there in the middle of the shirt. He's right there. Sting. Love that guy. That guy can do no wrong in my eyes. Okay, anybody that can walk around paint your face white with a baseball bat, it's a good day. It's a good day. I mean, I, so I'm like, just, are you all? Are you also a juggalo? A little bit. <laughs> Okay, that tracks. They do the same thing. Yeah, they absolutely do the same thing. You know what? Don't don't mock. Don't I'm sully. not wrong. <laughs> don't sully. That All was right. a legitimate question. All right, another faction. Another faction to go. This is more of a new faction, but still kind of well mid two thousands, if you will. Uh, Triple H, Randy Orton, Dave Batista. Evolution. Thank you. There we go. Corey got that one. You talked over Mikey, but Corey clearly got that one. George, George, who's supposed to be in Evolution and didn't get the chance to? Oh, what's Mm. his name? I know the guy, but I forget his name. They did Mm. vignettes with him, and he sucked. He was talked about this the other day. Yeah, fuck. What was his name? Oh, wow. Now we're playing another game called Stump the Host. Mark Jindrick. That's it. Yes. Yeah, I remember watching the vignettes on the Triple H, uh, like the Triple H uh, King of Kings documentary, and I was like. When he showed the vignettes, I was like, this is fucking awful. Thank God they cut this fuck. He looked, it looked, it did not look right. The symmetry was all off with that in it. So that actually leads to my next question. This game's over. You guys did great. I was pretty easy with the questions because I don't want to, you know, I didn't want to see steam come out of Mikey's ears. But yeah, right. in the terms of building, in the terms of building a great faction, brotherhood is essential. You're going to be traveling together. You're going to be getting booked together, like Sway mentioned, dealing with all those kind of things. How is the symmetry with you three guys and the brotherhood in terms of dynasty? Do you see this faction building into something on a regular basis to where it's going to explode and possibly add more members if thing if it continues to pick up the theme that it is? Who wants to start? Uh, it, it, it's already somewhat done that. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. It, you like in regards to branching out by members i think that we're already on that track um we've got we've got a bunch of people like you know that that we've partnered up with at various occasions uh you know derek smith formerly known as stan smith um sexy stan smith mind you uh you know we've got uh my mikey does a lot of work at ott with uh xavier walker um yeah, there, there's definitely room for expansion. However, you also want to like, you don't want to branch out so far that you lose you lose sight of the original mission, so to speak. Mm-hmm. All right, and that so what's the original? What's the original mission, Mikey? I'll forward this question to you. What's the what's the the original mission of Dynasty, or what's the what's the ultimate goal for Dynasty? I would well, like, legitimately take over. It, well, it kind of says it in like a little tagline, you know what I mean? Make history and leave a legacy. That's one of the main, main ideologies that we want to carry out is like, we want to leave an impact and a stamp no matter what promotion, what territory we're involved in and no matter what facet, we want to leave a positive standpoint in this game, um, whether it's as a collective or individually and to trail back as we branch off, that's the whole thing. We all want to tell our own story, but it's still connected within Dynasty in some sort of way. Um, with Derek Smith, he's going on his own journey of his evolution, his changing of his guard. 
my relationship with Xavier Walker being his guidance and uh, uh, voice voice of reason in a way. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. You know what I mean? Gimmick infringement. <laughs> Listen, yeah. don't mention the voice of reason around me. You know, I already have personal but, uh, voice of reason. <laughs> but uh, guiding, guiding the career and, and the line of Xavier Walker throughout OTT, that's been a fun concept and that's been grown and that kind of blended into the world of Dynasty as well. So it's dope to see the perspective that we're all getting as a collective and as individuals um, telling our own story. And that's the whole goal about it. We want to make history legal legacy and whether it's championships or just inspiring others in this game. And we're taking facets from the legacy uh, factions like NWO, Bullet mm -hmm. Club. The list goes on, right? They've all, all expanded. They've all had multiple members and all those members have told their own story, but they're still connected within the camp. I like that. I think that's a that's a great metaphor and a great way to uh, to perceive it to all the wrestling fans out there, especially Bullet Club. I mean, you've had so many different leaders that led the Cub to exactly heights at that different time. It's still it was evolution within the evolution of the group, which was fantastic. Exactly. But also with the mindset that once somebody gets too big for the group, well, then they get excommunicated ninety five percent of the time, and usually in a in Bullet Club terms, anyways, a very bad and violent way, very bad and violent way. <laughs> Like, nobody from Bullet Club gets excommunicated in, like, a, a handshake at a retirement party. No, no, it's more of, like, we're going to fuck you up, and then we're going to leave you in the center of the ring bleeding, and then yep. you're going to go debut on NXT next week. But it's all good. Deuces. Peace. We love you. So that's, that's just the way things work. Now, in terms of, uh, you know, booking as a, as a unit, which uh, seems to be something fun, there's a lot of trios championships that are sprouting up all around Ontario. So, I mean, I look at... I look at Dynasty as, as a faction that's dangerous in a good way. You've got the speed and agility of a Mikey Truth. You've got the, the strength of a Jackson Roy. And you've got the ring IQ plus the agility and the hops of a Sway Archer. That's a, that's a triple threat that's fucking dynamic and dangerous in so many different ways. How do you – how do teams prepare for you? Not to ask them to give, away, give you guys away a strategy – but how can teams really compare when you guys can throw 90,000 different things at them 90,000 different ways? Corey, I'll field this one to you. I don't know who Corey is, but uh, Jack. Oh, you know what I meant. That. Shut up. Um, and I don't know. See, you know what? I don't know if there is a blueprint. You know Jackson, what I'm saying? Sorry, um, Jackson. I feel this one to you, Jackson. K-faving. We're K-faving, guys. <laughs> I don't know if there's a blueprint um, uh, to – take on dynasty but you say you say like trios championships and you know there's other you know factions going on that's something that dynasty definitely wants to be in contention for um we know that there are other factions on the ontario indie scene that we would love to mix it up with so that's probably a question for them to ask like how would they go up against dynasty because we are not gonna send over the answers <laughs> that's true well i mean technically you're you're currently out of a kayfabe job right now so i mean you could send over the answers like a cheat sheet if you will while you're I on could. the ticket line i could well, but no, I you could but that. then you're not going to i'm not going to. you mentioned other factions <laughs> and i'm going to field this one over to you sway you mentioned other factions and you know that's a question to ask how they would handle you and there's factions you'd love to mix it up with who in Ontario do you guys kind of have your eyes on? Because everyone in Ontario usually has their eyes on each other in terms of always working the same shows or knowing each other through the grapevine that is the Ontario indie scene. But which factions would you guys love to tangle with if given the opportunity? I mean, right off the hop, I could think of one that would be very intriguing for me, uh, which would be Empire. I think that for me would be a match that I would love to get booked. I would love to see Crystal Moon smack the shit out of Mikey Truth. And then I would like to see Sway Archer <laughs> kick Matt Grant Right in his big beanie ass forehead. Yeah, that's right. I was I was supposed I was supposed to do that. I was supposed to do that, and unfortunately, yeah. I I separated my shoulder nine days before I was supposed to. I believe. Yeah, I, was, I think wow. I think there was a show, or maybe it was eleven days. I think I think there was a show on April sixth of this past year. And I separated my shoulder on March 25th. And on that show on April 6th, I was supposed to face Matt Grant for the HWU Cruiserweight Championship. And I never got to do that. So that trio 
is definitely a trio that I would be happy to face. My, I probably for the past, probably for the past like six months or so, I've been saying that I wanted to branch out and face people that I knew had more experience and more time than me in wrestling. And now mind you, I started watching the Ontario Indies in like 2013. And in around the 2014, 2015 time, there was a trio that are still in Ontario not really working as a trio much, but they're still in Ontario. In my opinion, they're three of the most talented wrestlers in Ontario. And that's Gabriel Fuerza, Vaughn Vertigo, and Alexia Nicole. I think the three of them, if they were still going to do trios matches, that would be a group that I would be gunning for to get a, to get a match against. I like that. I do like that. Now, Mind you, Fuerza and Vertigo are still kind of in a trios faction, if you will, a, a moderately new faction, which would be Destroy. And I mean, building properly, Destroy versus Dynasty at Destiny, that's Triple D's right there. I mean, that's, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing on so many different layers, by the way. I, I tend to keep these things separate, but I'm kind of on a roll right now of somehow conspicuously getting booked against my clients. And I would love to face Aiden Prince, uh, especially in a trios match. It'd be, it'd be sort of two birds with one stone. I would love that too. I think, uh, I think that would be one hell of a fight for sure. I mean, like I said, you guys pack the arsenal on so many different levels and layers. Now, this is a question that, I mean, it's always in the back of everybody's head because at the end of the day, factions do, like you said, stories get told. Sometimes members have to split, new members come in, so forth and so on. So, Mikey, I'll field this one to you. In terms of no being no timeline whatsoever in Dynasty's run and how long it can go and how many more branches it can extend to and then always pull back to the original core. But if um, if Dynasty were to wrap up tomorrow or you guys were to decide, you know what, like we, we're going to have to start carving – our own footpaths a little bit stronger than come back as dynasty every once in a while, like as a treat thing, if you will, like when they bring back DX, but obviously without the receding hairlines and the gray hair and that kind of stuff, you would still be young and young and fresh core. What, uh, what would you, what would you, what would you say was the best memory that you had while dynasty was running at full steam? Um, I kind of feel to begin with, we're already prepared for any of that because we're already building ourselves individually and collectively as a group at the same time. Mm-hmm. So low-key, that isn't, a fa- isn't gonna phase us because we're already prepared for those days, if it was to happen, you know what I mean? Um, best, that'd be the start, almost one year ago, uh, a storm is coming. That show was the essence of Dynasty. Um, from Sway hitting that, from uh, Jackson coming in with the medals, clocking Karu, Sway hit the high knee, and then I hit the spiral tap off the top, and then we scored that that pinfall victory, that first win, that first moment where it signified we can actually do this. I feel like that is probably one of the, the memories that will forever, I'll forever cherish because that secured it right there. That had the bow on top of the gift right there, that Dynasty's ready, you know what I mean? And we're ready to take over. Um, so yeah, that'd be it right there. I like that. I like that. I think it's, uh, I think it's eclectically, uh, uh, a good way to look at when things taper off. Now, you know, when you're traveling the road together and you share road stories and you share cars and you share stuff like that, I'm sure heated debates happen. What is the, um, what is the one heated debate that the three of you guys have gotten into in terms of maybe sports, music, possible wrestlers that you're enjoying watching now wrestlers that you can't stand and who who's the most sensitive when it comes to topics where nobody agrees with them because there's always one person who's all like man nobody agrees with me fuck this shit i, I don't even think i, I want to see debates i i yeah. think it's more i think it's more like Reasoning. a topic comes up offhand mm-hmm. and i just like 
go on a rant about it. It's what it mostly has ended up being. That's what usually like, happens. You know that's what? It usually happens. What was it? I would the say. other day. Oh, uh, the other day. Uh, fuck. There was one that we talked about. Oh, it was using social media effectively. That was one of them that came up where it was like, that was a solid like twenty minute conversation. And one of my one of my biggest things, funnily enough, we brought up Mark Jindrick earlier in this. One of one of my biggest things was. Uh, just be kind to everyone because you never know where anybody is and you never know what anybody's doing. Because I remember when I was I was like 14, I, I hadn't even started training wrestling yet. I had like plans to, and I was already on Twitter, which is a fucking mistake. You shouldn't be on Twitter under the age of 18. It's a, it's a hellscape of a website. But when I was like 14, I was talking to somebody who was in Atlanta, was talking about a certain wrestling school down there, and I looked up the, the school and like, okay, well, the mark of a great school is who's come from there. I don't believe that anymore, but that was something that I very much stuck to back then. It was like, well, the talent that came out of there, are they signed? Are they whatever? And I remember seeing it. It was like Mark Jindrick was, was one of their only talents of merit. And I was like, I was like, well, I mean, at, at the time they've had many more sets, but I was like, well, I mean, do you want a career like his? Because I was a very ignorant 14 year old. And I remember, I remember, I remember getting like a talking to from Mark Jindrick on Twitter, uh, who now goes by Marco Corleone. And he has made an absurd career for himself in Mexico, um, being on Mexican soap operas, like one, in my opinion, still has one of the craziest drop kicks. I saw him drop kick a dude who was sitting on another dude's shoulders. Like his vertical's insane, uh, which it always has been, to be fair. Um, huge monster of an athlete, wrestles in Mexico at an ex- extremely high level, and then also has achieved other levels of fame down there. And I, uh, that was like a learning lesson for me. It's like, okay, cool. So just because you think that somebody is not doing anything or not uh, at a high level, it could just be your ignorance. You could just not know what is going on outside of your little bubble of wrestling. Because at that point, like my bubble of wrestling was WWE and like a little bit of impact slash TNA. Like I didn't know shit all about, about anything else. I couldn't tell you what promotions there were in Mexico other than AAA I couldn't tell you about who the champions were down there. Didn't know much about New Japan. Didn't know much about NOAA. Didn't know much about All Japan. So we end up on a long conversation about just being being quiet about things that you don't know a lot about. Because, especially publicly, because you never know who's watching. You never know who could take... Uh, offense to the words that you say and you don't know what you don't know. So that's probably like the longest conversation I've had where like I was very much heated, but not like at any of them. Yeah. It's a lot of reasoning. <laughs> it is a lot of reasoning. No, but I, and I could see that. And you know what? I, I've had the experience of, of having Sway Archer rants live in living color only a week ago at the new frontier show. Yep. And um, you know what? Uh, he also threw out a lot of jabs, but I got him good. I actually got him a uh, recorded soundbite on the commentary table where we talked about Brampton having an absurd amount of massage parlors and that I only knew of this because the uh, one and only Sway Archer had given me detailed directions to each and every location. I don't even think that's true, though. I don't know, but it was fucking hilarious in the moment. No, 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 but hold up, but hold up. Because you were like, Brampton has an absurd amount. And I was sitting over there by the, by like the timekeepers area going, I'm almost certain if you like, if you really thought about it, there'd be more in like Vaughn or something like that. Brampton is such like a puritanical city in so many ways. Like, is there a club in Brampton? There used to be a Uh couple. Now, yeah, there used I'm, to be. There really isn't anymore. I'm aging myself big time when I say that, but there used to be um there used to be the rock. There used to be the Matrix. That was fun. There used to be Hooterville Station, then it became the Matrix. Oh yeah. We tried so hard, but all Brampton's really known for 
is just bad driving. Yeah, ball hey, and it sips. <laughs> it's really it. It's you know what? You know what? I will give Brampton credit for though. I will give Brampton credit. Out of all of the surrounding areas of Toronto, I think Brampton has the best public transit. Because like I I I was not able to drive pre-pandemic. I was terrified of it. I was like. Fuck that shit. I think it actually hindered me in wrestling because I didn't get to go out to bookings and shit. Cause I was like, I didn't I didn't feel comfortable asking for a carpool and I did not drive. So I was taking public transit, like to college and all that shit. Brampton, way better than like Vaughn, Mississauga, fuck Hamilton, all that shit. Brampton wins in that one aspect. That's true. That's I true. will pick up Brampton for public transit. And I got to the interview with you, George, via public transit. And I drove you home because the snowstorm was a bag of dog shit. I remember that. I was like, I'm not letting you. That's true. It was. That yeah, was and I was, this, guy was gonna, this guy was going to take the bus and walk home. I was like, dude, I'm not letting you fucking take the bus and walk home. I got winter tires on. It's fine. And then we were driving up. I'm like, oh, shit. My dog groomer's like around the corner from your house. Yeah. We actually live incredibly close together. Yeah. It was uh, it was crazy when it was a trip to see how, how freaking close we were. And I was like, damn, man. And then it was like, yeah. And then four years later, he's like. Yeah, you fucking screwed me with that Nia Jax question. It was a hot button issue at the time. It was a fucking and I didn't want to issue. comment on it, and I still don't. Go back and listen to the episode because he did comment. I he barely commented. commented. He still made a comment. Still fucking I, made a comment. I actually, I actually think I remember saying like she makes way more money than me. So who am I to judge? <sighs> she makes way more. Mo- she still win- She still makes way more money than me. I will never speak bad on that woman. No, you don't. I- you know it, it's. As much as as much as the the dude one fucked with my money, but two went to shit recently. Kanye West, um, I I the one piece of uh, the one lyric that I still tout to this day is I don't take advice from people less successful than me, and I turned that into I don't shit on people more successful than me, and I learned that when I was fourteen when I made that dumb comment on Twitter. And you know what? That's good though. I mean. If Jendrick was good for anything, the fact that you got a life lesson on Twitter was a, a, a positive life lesson is huge because Twitter's a cesspool of negativity, harassment, and it just gives it just gives people who really shouldn't have a voice publicly a chance to be public with their opinions. So Jack Jackson, there we go. I said it. We're keeping it kayfabe, guys. Kayfabe. Uh, it's all Jackson good. Roy it's is Jackson good. Roy, guys. Okay, the TDK take down <laughs> Jackson Roy right there. Um, so Jackson, you actually were going to share a story uh, before Sway went on one of his epic rants that he always loves to go on, which I, I enjoy. He's so he's so well spoken, yet such a dick in a lot of ways. A lot of ways. <laughs> you can't win them all. <laughs> no, you can't. You absolutely can't. Listen, you've got a face only a mother could love, and she she did because she kept you. When you were born, the doctor took one look at you and said, what a treasure. And your mom said, we should bury it. But your dad said, no, no, let's keep it. I literally am one of the prettiest motherfuckers on this call. Okay, fine. Go, <laughs> go, go. You listen, you, you're right. You're pretty. But oh, I, man. sir, I am fucking adorable. Look at these dimples. Look at them. You have a face gorgeous like George. Go on. Jackson, story. They call go. you gorgeous, gorgeous George. George. That's right. That's right. Like, come okay. on now. I make George Michael look like nothing with this fucking ear. Look at this thing. Woo! Oh, hey. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> All right. So, Jackson, you were going to tell a story about uh, uh, about these epic rants, I guess, debates that you guys have. If you yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was really a debate, but it's a thing that um, me and Mikey – I always tend to forget that Mikey Truth is a vegan. So I uh, like sometimes I say, no. sometimes <laughs> sometimes I would be like after after a class or whatever I would say like oh let's go get something to eat and I always feel weird about like saying oh let's go to like a burger maker or something like that because Mikey Truth is a vegan so like it's kind of a weird thing that me and him have. And then I remember one time Mikey used to say, uh, said, uh, he's like, no pork on my fork. <laughs> and ever since, <laughs> ever since he said that, I keep that in my head. Like, I love that, that line. No pork, that <laughs> no pork on my fork. No pork on my fork. That's a little thing between me and Mikey, you know. Like, I I eat meat. He doesn't eat meat. But it's still cool after at the end of the day. <laughs> so, Okay. So we, I guess, did anybody answer my question on who's the most sensitive in the group? 
No one's sensitive. No, no <laughs> weakness. No time for weakness. <laughs> All right. That's okay. Who's the most competitive? Mm. Oh, damn. I would, say, I, would say, I would say just for me coming from like a combat sport, like I, I, I must, I'm always competitive. I always have to be competitive. I, I, would, I would agree because I've seen Jackson mess up a drill. Yeah. And <laughs> like I've seen him go to this place where just oh, yeah. shaking his head. Like the other guy is nearly puking because they've done this drill like 10 times. And Jackson's like, no, we got to do it. We have to finish it. We have to do it right now. The end of it. He really is relentless in regards to, like, especially in regards to wrestling, like getting it right and doing it right and making sure that there's, like, no room for error. Like, it's not like, like, even there's been times where Nick has been in practice and been like, hey, it's okay, like, take a break. And he's like, no, I'll keep going. I've actually been there times where we just like footage, and I've seen it. I've seen it live. How he'll be like, yeah, we 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 can keep going. And whenever Nick says like, hey, can okay, let's get let's get someone in here. He's right there, first front line. It's like, yeah, Yeah, yeah. I got it. It's me. I'll I'll take it. I can do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Perfection is great, but remember, the perfection can also be a killer, right? You don't want to wear you don't want to wear yourself out. So even if you don't get it right that day, it's okay to kind of put it away and go back to it. I do that. We've got. We, we've got a good, solid, I don't know, on average, five people uh, that you can go through before, like, Jackson is the one tired. So I, I think he's usually okay. Because I'll yeah. tell you right now, we'll do those drills, and someone else will get tired, but he'll want to keep going, and you'll just swap them out, and he'll just keep going. Everybody else will burn out before he does. Yeah, like, we, we do this drill where we run the ropes back and forth, back and forth. I always want to be the fastest one. <laughs> oh God, you almost you will you will damn near pounce people half the time because they're <laughs> slowing down because they're getting tired. And it's just that just like no nope, go, go, go. Yep. I just can't. I just can't stop, man. It's just it's just the intensity, you know. Who who has, my who has an embarrassing wrestler? Or someone that they consider not to be maybe a, a top tier wrestler everybody thinks of. Who has a guilty pleasure wrestler that the other two don't know about? Like, you know what I mean? Like, some people will be like, dude, honestly, man, I was like a huge, I'm not even gonna lie, a wrestler I thought was very underrated character wise. Me personally, this is me right here, Boogeyman. I thought Boogeyman had tons of potential. Mm. They just never utilized him right. Yeah. A lot of people look at me and be like, Boogeyman. I'd be like, dude, go back and watch the early vignettes. That motherfucker could haunt your dreams. He was yep. what the theme is now. But what the fiend could have been, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if they use the boogeyman the right way, he could have been the fiend of that era. He could have been the undertaker of that era if utilized correctly. So who has like who has a, a wrestler that the other guys would be like, really? That person? Are you okay? From the same era? No, it doesn't uh, have to be. It could be from any. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying mine is from the same era. Like coincidentally okay. enough, I I always popped. Because, like, I didn't watch during this time. I had to go back and watch it retroactively. Always pop for Rico. Like, Billy and yeah. Chuck Rico. Yeah. I thought, I thought Rico was hilarious. Rico was. Like, Rico, Rico, Rico was my show. I good about that storyline. I agree with you. I do agree with you. He was fucking funny. He was. I got one. <laughs> Who do you got? Oh, shit. Who do you got? Yo, I, 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 I like this guy before he did this gimmick. But, you know, I just love this gimmick. Jimmy Wang Yang. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yes. He was, it's just like so entertaining and so good in the ring. Like one of the, one of the <laughs> best moonsaults in the game too. The best moonsault in the Damn. game. Damn. I love Jimmy Wang Yang. He was just like. Now I feel bro. uncomfortable. And him as a heel, right like it's, that him, that whole cruiserweight division in the mid 2000s was just like amazing. And so, then when he came back as Jimmy Wang Yang, I was like, yo. This guy's amazing. And now he just brings he brought a whole new character. He's amazing, bro. <laughs> so I'd say Jimmy Wang Yang. Jimmy, okay. J- Jimmy Wang Yang. Mikey, who you got, buddy? For me, I got two. Oh, he's got two. Okay. Throwback WCW Ernest the Cat Miller. Okay. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like it. And I like it. Another one, kind of from that same era. 
of WWE that you were, were on the same line as, I'd say Sugar Shane Helms, Hurricane. But okay, What's up with but, that? yeah. So you thought her, but a Hurricane got over, man. He got over a lot, like big time. I feel like a lot of people doubted him at first till he linked up with The Rock. Then he was out of here. Yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah. Okay, I'll sure. give you that. I'll give you that. That's solid. That's solid. I actually have another one. I always always look at wrestlers through different time periods of if they were in a time period now, how successful would they be? And I mm-hmm. look at some characters from beyond. Like I look at a guy like Barry Horowitz, great <laughs> technical wrestler, uh, yeah. was was the ultimate you know the ultimate jobber in the late nineties or, or early nineties, you know, late eighties, early nineties. And I feel like Barry Horowitz now with the Jerry Curl. And if he was around now, he would be way more successful in this time period, believe it or not. Put Barry, put a young Barry Horowitz now, I think he would flourish in this time period where people are just very simple. Because back in the day, you weren't just Barry Horowitz. You were the ultimate warrior. Hulk yep. Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter. You had to have a character, no first and last names. And now we're at, now, thanks to obviously the Monday Night Wars, first and last names are kind of more common. But even even when Vince's last tenor, he was losing last names, right? You had Austin or you had Theory instead of Austin Theory. You had, you know, all these. It wasn't uh, Claudia. You know, it couldn't be Cesaro. It it, it had to be always one named. The only people that had double names were like Seth Rollins or Dean Ambrose, like those guys, Roman Reigns. But nobody had Bray Wyatt. Nobody had like this singular name. I feel like Barry Horowitz now in this time period, he would flourish. Do you agree or disagree? I I agree. I agree. I'm on that same line with you. I can't I can't hate. I think I think Barry Horowitz would do really well now. I like everybody's got the people that they go, oh, if they were around in the 80s, they would have done so much better and all that. Yeah. Like a lot of people want to throw FTR back to the 80s, and it's like, no, I like FTR where they are now. Mm-hmm. Um I'm at the top. I, would, would, they, would they be much happier in the 80s? Potentially. Uh, no, but they remind me so much of the 80s. Because that's why they're good school. now. Cla- yeah, but they're they're old school, they're classic, man. Those NXT matches with oh, like yeah. DIY, those were legendary. I, those were legendary. I still think that the best person to take from back, if I could like completely transplant, like they were they never existed back then, put them in now. Isaac Yankum. Huh? Who? Isaac Yankum. No. Stay in Knox County. I want to see Sid Vicious. Okay. Mm -hmm. In like 2007. Even today. Yeah. Yeah, Even today. To be fair, today would be kind of unfair. Because if you put Sid Vicious in there today. Be dangerous. I, 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 I. Haven't you know? I I can't see them side by side, and I haven't really done like the oh well. This is how he looks beside this person. This is how he looks beside. I think Sid would have like a sort of not in character, but in stature. He'd be like he'd be like fucking Roman, where it's like you look at him and then you look at the rest of the roster and you're like, oh, this dude's built different. Like mm-hmm. I I just wish that. There were people like Sid. Like I'm not even like a body guy or like size guy, Mark. But Sid is is something different. I could see Sid running with the acclaimed right now. Scissor me, Daddy Sid. Yeah. You know what? It's funny because also Billy Gunn is a huge motherfucker that a lot of people don't understand how big that dude is. No, I've met him a couple times in person. He is legitimately huge. Legitimately. Yeah. Mm. Also a really nice guy, unless you catch him when he's coming off the elevator, when you're staying at the same hotel and you're like, Hey, Billy, how are you? You're going to meet him at a convention later. And he goes, I'm good. Where's the, you know, where's the fucking, where's the breakfast place? <laughs> and you're like, cool. I'll just go fuck myself. It's around the corner. Yep. <laughs> yeah, personal. Yeah. You know, what can you do? All right. So now I think we're at the tail end of this conversation, which has been fantastic. I want to thank Dynasty for joining me. And now we're going to play the game of all games, which is called Yo Mama. Very simple. Each one of us can pick one person on the screen and target them with an old school mama joke. For example, Sway Archer, your mama's so fat, she sat on a rainbow and Skittles popped out. Wow. That's how the game works. Now, 
at the end, okay, I didn't, I was, it was a fuck. Listen, don't make me start throwing out the fucking big guns. I'll do it. Don't, okay, okay. <laughs> I'll do it. Now, the only way to win the game really is for an eclectic vote of everyone to say, yeah, that's the winner. So we're going to do two rounds of this. That's one burn each per round. So a total of eight burns total. So since I'm the host, I will get the opportunity to go last because it's my show so I can make the rules. And we will do this alphabetically by last name. So that would be Archer going first, Roy going second, Truth going third, and me going fourth because it's my show and I can make the fucking rules. <laughs> so Sway, round one, pick your opponent and hit him with what you got. Go. George, your mom is so old. She's got pictures of her holding Bobby Fish as a baby. Not bad. All right. All right. Roy, you're up. What do you got? You can't use me. I've been, I've already been picked. You have to pick ah, that's there it is. I didn't know that was the rules, damn it. Damn. I thought we just oh, roasted. The, the roast of George. No, no. There will you be gotta no wait this time, man. Eh? That's what it was going to be. Well, All right. Then, but then if we did that, I'd have to throw out like lines from Ric Flair, but they would have ended up with like Black Liver and Virgil. So it would have been no good. Oh, poor Virgil. I hope that I hope that man's in better health. He's always catching strays. Yeah. I hope he's in better health. I know he was experiencing health issues. Yeah, I hope so too. I do. All right. Roy, what do you got? All right. Mikey Truth. Your mama's so old, she knew Burger King when he's a prince. Oh, oh, oh. Old oh. Burger King. That's that's oh. a classic, right? I like that. That damn. All right, Mikey, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I go for? I don't even know. You can't. Y'all, mama's so so fat when she wears purple. You mistaken for Barney? Wait, but who? But whom? All y'all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Fuck it. Okay, I'm going. I'm going next. I'm going. Next. Since Mikey obviously doesn't understand the fucking rules, I'm going next. I'm going to Jackson Roy. <clears throat> Jackson Roy, your mama's so stupid, she got hit by a parked car. <laughs> I mean, you're insulting me. I've done it. You got oh, hit by shit. a parked car? <laughs> I've been hit by a parked car. Yeah, you're probably stupid enough to think a quarterback was a refund, too. Oh. All right, Archer, you're up. I, now he's I heard fired. a lot about Nickelback back in the day, to be fair. Uh, Mikey, your mama's so fat, she bleeds milkshake. Oh, 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 damn that. I haven't heard Ooh. that one in forever. Fuck. Yeah, that's that's an oldie. That that's one a goodie, I heard though, right? Though, you are you are leading the way in your mama. All right, Jackson, you're up. Who are you going at? All right, George. Your mom has a tattoo of a PW on her butt cheek, so when she bends over, it's his pal. <laughs> <laughs> That might that might be the one. I'm like, I'm done. I can't. I can't. You have to. I have to take my turn. You have to. Come on. <laughs> Look at this. Where did I come from? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all mama's so fat. Y'all mama's so fat. When she wears the yellow dress, we don't know if it's the magic school bus and she's gonna make mistakes and get messy. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? <laughs> all right. All right. Here we go. I'm going to go. I'm going full Stallone right now, okay? When the hat goes around, the machine's in business. Spinning it. Oh, I'm damn. I'm going to Sway Archer. <laughs> okay. Do your worst. <laughs> Don't think too hard. I'm not thinking. I'm just preparing. I'm preparing to see you cry. All right. All right. Your mom is so fat, her belt size is the equator. Oof. 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 That's, 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 like that. that, that's an oldie. That's an oldie. I said old school mama jokes. Like, fuck, you can't throw out, like, new ones. Nowadays, everyone's so sensitive. Your mom is so fat, she should go to Jenny Craig. Oh! Like, Does Jenny on. Craig even exist anymore? I don't fucking know. Is she alive? Do I look like a person who's ever been on Jenny Craig? Come on, let's go here, motherfuckers. Seriously, okay? 
Okay. <laughs> Walker's beat him out in the market. That's gonna be sweating and dying. Oh fuck! All right, I'm gonna give that one. The winner of this game is none other than TDK, the Takedown yeah, King, with a tattoo of Pow yeah. on your mama's. Like Jesus fucking Christ! I'm gonna use that one, but that was. This man teaches our youth, ladies and gentlemen. This motherfucker teaches our youth. So B. That is me. Fuck. <laughs> building the future for better tomorrows. Oh, yeah. Building the future, all right. Fucking Jesus. Holy shit. <laughs> this is that, that no child left behind ass motherfucker right here. I could see this guy. I could see this guy, like, being, like, a monitor at recess. You know when you used to have, like, the volunteers for monitors at recess? Teachers yeah. would do it. Yeah. I could see him walking around to, like, the back. And there's all the kids in the back of the school, and they're playing like the back in the day, the circle around like the yo mama and stuff like that. Jackson Roy just walks in and he's like, All you motherfuckers are soft. <laughs> right? No, yeah, like, like me, me and my boys used to do this all the time. Like, you know, the, you remember the show Yo Mama? I do. And I remember my favorite burn from the show Yo Mama was this it was a, it was a, it was a black dude against a Spanish guy. Okay. And yeah. they were like, and so the, the, the Spanish guy hit him with something okay. It was okay. But the black guy, he was pacing back and forth for like a minute. And nobody knew what was going on. He was dead silent. And then he literally got right up in the other dude's face, like right here. And he's like, your mom's a platinum rapper. <laughs> and then people are like, what? He's like, yeah, she wraps 3,000 burritos an hour. And the whole fucking place. Oh, my God. The whole place popped, and it was like, damn. The classic. It was damn. It was so. It was so perfect because he was pacing for like thirty oh. seconds, just getting this build, and people were getting pissed because they were like, <laughs> "What the fuck is happening right now? This is the worst ending of a TV show ever." And then he just gets right up in the guy's face. Mom's a platinum rapper. Stops. Tilts his head. Yeah, she wraps three thousand burritos an hour. And then to add insult to injury, he pulled out a burrito wrapper and dropped it in front of the guy. That's oh. how you end a fucking show. Legitimate. Legitimate. <laughs> I would like to thank today the founding fathers of Dynasty for coming on Straight Talk Wrestling. Gentlemen, shout out your socials. Let everyone know where they can follow you and your journey as we watch Dynasty grow into something that is eventually going to take over the Ontario Indies. I'll start off with you, Mikey Truth. Shout out your socials. You can follow me on all social media at Mikey.Truth. Mikey Truth on all social media. You can find me in their TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And now, TDK, that's Takedown King. Jackson Roy, go ahead. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Jackson underscore Roy. Twitter, Jackson underscore Roy. And TikTok, I just got TikTok, Jackson Roy 26. Nice, nice. And now, the one, the only, so well-spoken, very eclectic individual, someone I admire dearly. No, I can't, I can't tell you with a straight face. Sway Archer. Throw your uh, your socials, uh, George. George, you're familiar with the Princess Bride, right? I don't know where this is going. I think this is you, you, be like you, you a keep using show. the word eclectic. I don't think that word means what you think. It means. I know it doesn't, but I no, like okay. it because it's I, <laughs> very sound. All, all of my social media, no underscores, no periods, because I had fantastic planning in this sense. At Sway Archer on all social media. Do not follow me on TikTok. I don't post shit. Follow him on TikTok. <laughs> you got Twitter. You got Instagram. You got Facebook. Facebook is literally just getting posted from my Instagram, so you're not really missing much if you're not on there. Twitter and Instagram, the main things to go to. All right. That's fine. Follow him on TikTok, everyone. Follow him on TikTok. Also, what about uh, you design ring gear and stuff like that? I do. I have an Instagram for the ring gear that I, uh, that I create and design. It's at Archer Wrestling Apparel. Um, if you, if you find at Sway Archer, it's much easier. It's just a link in my bio on Instagram. Perfect. There you go. See, look at that. See, I'm not, I'm not selfish. I actually gave your business. No, you shield for me. And I appreciate that. There you go. That's what I do. That's what I do guys. And use, uh, use the hashtag straight talk wrestling when ordering, uh, and he will ship for free. That's not how that works. At all. <laughs> Shipping is expensive. You know what? If you live in the States, if you live in the States and you tell me that you watch Straight Talk Wrestling, I will send George a screenshot of that message to give him the happy feels. That's about it. I like it. I like it. I'm okay with that. I'm quite fine with that, actually. <laughs> it's very <clears throat> eclectic. If you <laughs> Not how that works! <laughs> I know, but it's so easy to annoy you. All right, guys, Bro. I want to thank you so much. And, you know, in case you missed the beginning of the episode, 
I am now officially the fourth member of Dynasty. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm you joking. got beat out by like two other people already. You know what? Can I be top 10 at least for fuck's sakes? No, actually. Everybody who's ever purchased a Dynasty shirt is ahead of you. <sighs> oh, cool. And I got like, I got easily five spots. Nah, nah. Oh! Now, now, that, now, that, is un, now that is unforgivable. Huh? 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 All right, guys. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you next time on Straight Talk. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. None in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going state to state.